Hello, podcast listeners and Gary. Thank you for listening to JJ Meets World. In this episode, Tucker and I are going to talk about some very specific things that happen with food delivery. And you might say, I think I've already listened to this episode. You haven't. We just like to talk about this subject. Shut the fuck up, Gary. Gary's the worst. And Gary, I, I know, I know you sent me that hair in the mail. Enjoy this episode of JJ Meets World. And by the way, if you'd like to help support our podcast, visit jjmeetsworld.com where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some killer swag at our merch shop, or click the link to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. One, two, three, four. JJ Gordon, sort of like that Indiana Jones in that he's always snipping out his next adventure. Yes, he is. He's always interviewing guests so he can have them on his show and they can talk about pop culture, arts, and leisure. JJ has his flag unfurled and he likes his french fries curled and he's fun and then he twirls as he goes to meet the world. He will march into the rain even if his ankle sprain. Take a peek inside his brain. This podcast is called JJ Meets World. This is the kind of chair you need to sit like cross-legged in when you're my size, but it's so comfy. Do you ever sit in Papa's on chairs? Oh, yeah. I miss having a Papa's on chair now that you've said it. Like, I haven't even thought of it for a while. Clean up week. There's going to be about 500. No, no I, I'm not using secondhand Papa's on. Well, get a different mat for it. Exactly. Like, so, I mean, if I'm going to get a different mat. I, you might as well get all new. That blue. wicker soaks in cat urine, I'm sure. I'm sh- Or any urine, really. And that's the thing is, you know, if you have a secondhand papa's on chair you're you're like that other person is sort of giving you a big old hug because it's around you is it because i feel like it's more of a slap in the face <laughs> um i feel like they've been like do you have one you do got you, my garbage do you have a- no we had one like growing up i had i mean i spent a lot of time where does the chairs. name even come from papa's yeah i mean i now i am realizing i know nothing about them except the comfort they provide when you sit in one I'm going to be honest. I think the culture that invented Papa's on chairs probably wasn't meant to like become a world power. Mm. Cause describe getting out of a Papa's on chair. Mm. Oh, think you know, if you're, think if your leader, there's some friction yeah. was sitting in a Papa's on chair <laughs> and then there was an assassination. Well, attempt. it's definitely not one you would sit at like the head. It's, it's for curling up in a ball in, right? It's for, Oh, I've got cats. Let's go in there. So this nation also, is really into its cat, you know, cat preservation. I'm telling you, they did Egypt? not become a world did power. Did Egypt make that's Papa's not on Egyptian? Chairs? No way. Well, that's what I'm saying. They love cats. I'm going off of that oh. that clue you've you've been dropping because oh, yeah. I feel like maybe you. Know. And how did how did Egypt end up as a superpower? I don't know. Not great. Yeah, they've not got, great. I don't know, man. Those pyramids are still standing. Yep, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, if I had buildings that were that like sturdy, I'd use them all the time. I wouldn't just let them sit there and look at them. Like, damn, this building has lasted for how many thousands of years? You could be what a kid. great construction. Let's keep using it. Is it a great construction? Because literally what they were doing it's is It's still like, there. But here's the thing. They were like, we're just going to recreate mountains. We're going to literally Name pile one rock. other building that has lasted as long as the pyramids. The Colosseum. That is not that is not lasted that the pyramids are still fully functional. They have a roof. You can go in and seek shelter. You could easily add on doors to it. The Colosseum is really just a ruin. Okay. 
the there's, there's no function to that. There's no fu- the Parthenon. Does that exist still? I don't yeah, know. it absolutely does. I think the pyramids and and I will say this should the Parthenon, be reused. The Parthenon is in the middle of a city center. So like it has had to deal with human interaction on a regular basis, mm-hmm. whereas the pyramids. Even if you go to like Cairo, they're like off in the distance. What kind? You know, they're not right next door. What kind of shelter can you seek in the Parthenon right now? It's it's kind of it's fully ro- it's roofed fully roofed. It's yes. fully roofed. And here's the thing: there's no chance. Is there a visitor center? They, they don't have they don't have a slender hallway. Give me one of those pyramids. I'm putting a visitor center in right away. First of all, we got to get that tourist you ever money. How people you know? get into the pyramids? They have to get on their hands and knees and <laughs> crawl in. <laughs> now they people seem- have claustrophobia all the time. And now they seem to like. Like they'll like fly drones to the top of it or something, and or right. like someone will illegally climb to the very top mm-hmm. of the top of the pyramid. There's a one of the um, one of the Kenneth Branagh, you know, Inspector Poirot movies. Mm. Uh, someone's flying a kite on one, and uh, the country of Egypt was very angry when they saw that movie. Very, very angry. You know what I found is a really good rule to follow about pyramids, especially if you've started a new job. Uh-huh. Bring up pyramids around your boss and see what they say. That'll tell you a fucking lot right. about the person you're working for. If they're like, they're amazing buildings, but don't ever co- talk about the slavery it took to build them. Or if they're like, dude, there's no way humans made those. Like, if they go oh. down, like I've had a few bosses that go down that road or they, if they start talking Illuminati to you, pyramids will let you know the mental state of the they're person like you're talking pyramids. to. Tell me like, pyramids. what are, what is your opinion on pyramids? If they say something like, I mean, I just, I know they exist. I don't really know much about them. That's a normal person. I think that what the worst thing you could hear is like, why? What have you heard? <laughs> that tells you something, right? right? Be like, is your company a pyramid scheme? If you mention pyramids and then your boss walks to the door and shuts it. <laughs> you know, what's really unfortunate is why don't we just call them triangle schemes? Why do they have to be pyramid schemes? Because like you don't think of it as a three dimensional thing. You think of people underneath you. And when Mm, you draw it out, you draw it out as a triangle. Right. So somehow triangle sidestepped being involved with like one of the most common schemes Mm -hmm. and brought in, you know, I was part of a pyramid scheme once Uh, purposefully on accident. I had a a family member who uh, wanted to get rich quick (laughs) and uh, they, they involved me in their multi-level marketing. And do you remember uh, it was a juice that Deepak Chopra had endorsed <laughs> and you had to sign up. It was like two grand at the get go, but I was really like, I want to support you in what you're doing. And Why? so I got shipments of this juice over and over and over again. And at one point I was like, I got to get rid of this. This is one way I worked at the Fargo theater. And so the basement fridge was full of this juice. I, uh, I also got like tangentially involved in a pyramid scheme. Also when a family member thought oh, really? he was going to get real rich real quick. And it was through him that I met like the local person for Shackley oh, and yeah. ended up making a couple of videos for them Shackley. locally. Uh, never ended up buying in or anything like that. From the get-go, I was like, whatever this is, I don't want to do it, but I'll make your video for you. So I saw a little bit into the world of Shackley and, and my family member did not pursue that business opportunity. But, I'm fe- I, but I remember going to their, in North Fargo, they'd have... Uh, little sale basically their own like presentation to try to get new people underneath the local person. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like 30 people in that room. And I'm sure a lot of them aren't doing too great right now. I would, ass- I would assume, I would assume I don't actually know sure. my opinion. I don't know. I think the problem with something like Shackley is COVID killed multi-level marketing schemes in a lot, in really? a lot of ways because 
people I think became better stewards of what they were buying. Like, Oh wow. On the internet. And like part of Shackley is like you get, you get in front of somebody, right. And you explain how great our shampoo is and there's mm. no chemicals and da, da, da. doing that via zoom doing that. Like you can't go door to door. I would have assumed I don't have the data, so I'm going to go with what you're saying, but I would have assumed the opposite would have happened in that people who are like, well, I have to work from home now. What's something I can do Maybe I'll try this multi this Shackley or whatever, uh, but I'll try to do it via Zoom. So I I I could see maybe at the very beginning of COVID there being a spike in, in signups, in a, a spike in like the lowest level, yeah, who never were able to gain anything else, yeah. And so my guess is that there were a few levels in that MLM that did really well during COVID, yeah. But it was the the decimation even further of that uh, feeder level. It'd be interesting to know if that the company fish. like was like, listen, we're gonna lean in heavy to be like, listen, you don't have to get a vaccine. You just gotta use this shampoo. Yeah, you'll be fine. There's gotta be a way to just if you like if you know someone like a good friend who looks like they're about to try to get into an MLM for you to just take them to Petco one day and bring them over to the aquarium section and show them the tank of the feeder fish and say, that's you, that's you, and that's it. And then just be like, that's, that's you if you're doing an MLM. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look at how many in there. These are all feeding bigger fish. Mm -hmm. That's all they are. Look, look how many are already floating at the top. <laughs> they don't even bother to skim them yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. The, the, literally the other feeder fish will eat the two goldfish that I have. I got as feeder fish because I thought, okay, I want to see if I can nurse to health little feeder fish that are probably in bad shape already and get, them, guys. and get them to be large carps. I've had them now for about five months and they're getting to be about this big. So like they're, they're thriving. So you could take a feeder fish, but you'd have to give them the, the perfect, perfect like environment. And for, and even then I bet you 90 coddle the crap out. Of I them. bet 95% of them still die just from their, their, their feeder fish. So they're not a good DNA stock. This is a great segue into something I want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. um, I've been told that people are enjoying some stories from my personal life. And so I want to share a story from my personal life that happened on Valentine's Day this year. So Valentine's Day, my wife surprises my me in the morning by giving me the Greg Marcus, Marcus Theaters blanket. That was awesome. And I was like, dang. Props to Jill. Yeah, right. Like you may have like just knocked this one out of the park and I actually hadn't gotten her anything. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go. I'll go to the place that she likes to get her nails done, pedicures, manicures, and I'll get her, I'll get her a nice gift certificate from that. So I go and I get the gift certificate and I'm like, I'll double down. I'll tell her, listen, we have this thing. So the Himalayan Yak, mm -hmm. which is a great favorite restaurant great, for me. It's Indian, Nepalese. And it's interesting because you can order them on DoorDash, but it's not their full menu. And in fact, I kind of want to talk to the owner and be like, do you know that your whole thing? Because I'm really into palak soup right now, mm. which is a, like a, a spinach that they have essentially put in a food processor and like yeah. liquefied. Yeah. Oh, my God. They put a little bit of ginger in it. These little tiny diced potatoes. It is so good, Tucker. And it looks oily on the top for whatever reason. But it, the flavor is amazing. Is it thick? Is it thin? It's, Could you dip in it? Yeah. So we dip naan into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, right? That does like, sound fantastic. It's, it's perfect. You don't need crackers or anything like that. I, it, 
And what's interesting is it's never quite the same consistency. And I think they use maybe coconut milk. Like, so there's a little bit of dairy I mean, that in it. That tells you they're making it from scratch. Bingo, right? Which I always like. Yes. This time it had cilantro on the top, which was interesting. But so I told her, listen, I will place an order for pickup because you have to pick up if you want to get the pallet soup because you order off their website. She goes, that would be awesome. They don't open until four o'clock. So at 3.30, I placed my order and I had it for pickup at 5.20 because I thought I will leave work. I will go. I have to run two errands and then I'll get there. 5.20 should be fine. So they've been open for an hour. They should have it ready. Now, you have to understand this. I have picked up from Himalayaniac. I'm going to say a dozen times now. When you walk in, they've got a very tight little lobby space, and there is what looks like an old children's bookshelf (laughs) across from (laughs) where the desk is where you would check in and pay your bill. And there is where they just put to-go orders. So they put it in a plastic bag. They staple the top of a brown paper bag, put that in the plastic bag, and then your name is on the top of it. Plunk it down there. I've been there other times where there have been other delivery drivers or like delivery drivers who are picking up. And so if you order to go in any form, they're going to put it on this little tiny children's bookshelf. So I get there at 5.05 and immediately I go, uh oh, because there's nine people in the front lobby space. I was sharing your text, by the way, with the group I was with. Were you? We were all having a great time. So I get in there. And my first thought is like, you know what? It is Valentine's Day. And so I've got all the grace in the world for Valentine's Day because clearly it's busy. It also becomes apparent that I think there is one waiter and one host who's also waiter being a waiter. And I think they both were cooking the food at the same time. They also had turned their please wait to be seated sign to please seat yourself. Okay. Yep. So... I'm in there. There are some grumpy people who are clearly part of like DoorDash or Grubhub. I think most of them are DoorDash specifically. Delivery drivers. Yes. Okay. And so there was a a grimace shaped woman who, by the way, there's a breezeway that you can be like two doors you can be between before you get into the actual lobby space. So I spent most of my time at the very beginning in the breezeway because I don't need to clutter it up there. I know it's not going to be ready for a while. I also know when there's a bag that they put in there, I'll let everyone look. And Mm -hmm. if no one grabs it, then I'll go take a look, right? Mm -hmm. And look for Gordon. So this grimace shaped woman is sighing so loudly and she's mad and she's angry. And I'm talking to my sister on the phone. And that's one of the reasons I chose the breezeway because there's no one else in it. And then I could have a conversation on my phone, but she was getting pissed. Meanwhile, more dashers start arriving, but they're not parking in parking spots. They're just kind of <laughs> they're sitting just... and letting their car idle, not knowing that they've got a wait to come in. So now they are messing <laughs> oh, up the entire parking situation. That sounds like a nightmare. The side of the building has parking that goes along the side. And then there is a hibachi restaurant next door that does not have parking along the side. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like when you own mm-hmm. somebody parked in a parking spot that was closest to the door and then somebody parked in like the little like alleyway right there. So now nobody can get to the parking, the bulk of the parking. There's a hundred spots behind that restaurant, but nobody can get to it because it's being blocked by somebody who's in that lobby waiting. So it's starting to become madness (laughs) and 520 hits. 
and my food's not there. And so I'm like, okay, no big deal. 530, no big deal. The grimace shaped woman now is, oh, oh, but she's not going in and talking to anyone. Meanwhile, she is getting alerts on her phone because she must be like, you know, have other like dash offerings coming up or whatever. But they're set to honk, 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 honk. <laughs> and it is deafening in this little space. And then, aruga, aruga. <laughs> so I finally am like, I can't take it anymore. I, 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 I don't want to listen to this. And so I go in and I walk in the lobby and I immediately smell not delicious Indian food. But the smell of people who are door dashing on <laughs> Valentine's Day as a source of extra income, but also not using parking spaces like it's a tensions an, in the air. You're it's tasting an unfortunate it. smell <laughs> is what it is. I love that the amount of stress pheromones that were being given off you were picking up in your olfactories. Uh, and you know how why I smelled them so quickly is I, I honestly I took account and I'm like, oh, my God. Of the 10 people who are in this lobby space right now, nine of them are wearing flip-flops Ick. on Valentine's Day. And not that they need to dress up for Valentine's Day, but my issue here is like it is February 14th. And yes, we've had a very mild winter, but come on, mm -hmm. it is still winter. So 545 hits and I'm not asking the manager like these dashers every time the manager who's also I said, like I said, cooking and hostessing and you know waiting on tables comes up they all shove their phone in this guy's face like order for anderson order for doggle order, and he's like he's like he's like he's like they'll they're coming they're working on it they're working on it at 545 the most amazing thing happens this guy walks in and he immediately is like, whoa, look at all these people in here. This is weird, but doesn't want to interact and talk with us directly, right? He's kind of just talking into the world of like, like, this place must be pretty good. A lot of people here tonight must be pretty good. Okay. <laughs> like, thanks a lot, Obama. And he's like, what? He is said he? that? Yeah. And he's like, what, what is, what's going on here? <laughs> and so he's just kind of like talking. And so finally the manager comes up and he's like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm looking for an order. And the guy goes like, he goes, they're working on, he walks away and he goes, that guy just walk away from me. Did that guy just walk away from me? Did he just walk away from me? <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh God, if I am part of a news story tonight <laughs> and they have to inter interview me, it's going to be amazing. So this guy then walks back outside and he is in fact then replaced by who I'm going to call Gramps. Okay. So Gramps is an obese man with a tiny face. He's got big head, but he's got a tiny little face and tiny little eyes and like a big old mouth. And Gramps, Gramps talking like this. And he's like, I, I've done over 5,000 deliveries and I almost started March last year. And I'm, I'm telling you now, like, you got to do it. And so this guy comes in and he's like, oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> and so like this guy who's, oh, thanks, Obama, comes back in and they start talking. So they know each other as dashers. Right. And this guy's like, yeah, I've been here for five minutes waiting for my order. And Grant's goes, it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. That's why you you doing by order or by hour. And he goes, I'm doing by order. He goes, that's a fool. You're a fool. 
You you've been fooled. You be you're a fool. He goes. I'm sitting here like it doesn't matter how long it takes. It could take four hours. I'm making nineteen dollars twenty five cents an hour. I go hourly on nights like this. The restaurants cannot keep up, so I go hourly. Now, smart. They take the temperature of the room by asking how long have you been here, and there's a woman's like I've been here since five. I said I've been here since like five ten, and he and like Mark goes, "What time does your order do?" And I said five twenty, and he goes, "You go hourly or by order?" And I said, "I am just a guy." And he goes, "What?" And I said, "I'm just I ordered online and I'm picking up myself." And he goes, "Well, goddamn, you folks don't exist anymore. You're having people like us drive around on Valentine's Day." He's like, "Why aren't you with your honey right now? Why aren't you back there?" And he goes, "He goes, are you with a fella?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I go, I go, nope, my my wife is waiting back home. And he goes, he goes, he goes, you you left, you left your young, supple, specifically the word supple wife at home on Valentine's Day. So you come here, you go, why didn't you just have us? And I was like, oh, hold on, my phone's ringing. It wasn't ringing. Like I just didn't want to be involved in that conversation. So then at this point, there's 15 people waiting for orders and they are almost all DoorDash orders. There's a couple other people like me who ordered and are just waiting for their order to pick up and orders are coming out like one every 15 minutes. And the second that guy shows up with that plastic bag, everyone like jumps on it immediately and they're like, Bibic, Bibic, <laughs> who's Bibic? And then Bibic grabs the bag and is like, Peace out, everybody. Good luck with the rest of your night. And that's how everyone has like it's like they've been called up for the rapture. <laughs> so I continue to wait and continue to wait. At this point, we're I'll take you up to six fifteen. So now it's an hour past Damn. when I expected to pick this up. Yeah. And Jill is texting me. She goes, "What's the holdup?" And I said, "It's Valentine's Day. They're clearly understaffed." And it seems like everybody and their brother decided to order from this place because more dashers keep showing up. One guy walks in and goes, fuck this and leaves. <laughs> now all these dashers, are that would have been me. <laughs> right. And also they call themselves dashers. Yeah. Right. And so all the dashers are now talking about what can they do because they don't want a poor rating because apparently DoorDash can like, like, like penalize you for like accusing you of like, you just didn't get to the restaurant on time. You were, you know, dicking around or something like that. So they are all calling the 1-800 DoorDash number and giving them their number. So like Gramps goes, yes, this is Mark. And I am delivering from the Himmel, him, him, Himmel, Himmel, Hyman, Hyman, Layman. I'm at the Yak. And they're, they're not ready. And uh, I'm just, I'm sitting here. I'm just letting you know. I have already attempted to call the customer. They did not pick up. Big surprise. And I just want to let you know that I am here waiting for their food. And I am hourly. So I'm getting $19.25 an hour just to sit here. And <laughs> as soon as the order is ready. So other people are like talking. The dude who who like had been just talking to everybody comes in now. And we find out even more about his story. He doesn't have a driver's license. But what he does have is a girlfriend who barely speaks English. She is Asian and barely speaks English. And for whatever reason, he's like, he's doing all the interactions for this. And so now he's telling Probably her, she can't speak the language very well. 
right. I it's just, it's very odd because now he's getting mad at her and he's like he's like stop playing that game. You need to be on top of this. You need to tell them. You need to text them and tell them that it's taking forever at the restaurant. So I'm watching this weird domestic take place at the same time. And you'd think like that's it. So then one of the dashers goes, "We're going to be in big trouble because this place can't get its crap together." And like He's like, I can. They're still accepting orders. Like, I just had another like Himalayan yak order. He's like, they need to suspend their orders. And one guy goes, Yeah, screw this place. And he goes, I'm taking their mints. And he took a big handful. And they've got a big, uh, like, ornate glass bowl of mints. Takes a big hand of mints and shoves it in his pocket. And another guy goes, Yeah, screw this place. Takes another big. Bi- Three guys take all the mints. Jesus. And and that is their vengeance. That is their posse. Vengeance that they have are now taking out on the Himalayan yak. Six thirty rolls up, Oof. and Jill says, "Do you want to just abandon this?" And I said, "No, I have seventy dollars worth of Indian food. I am picking up, and I and and also what what else am I going to do? It is now six thirty on Valentine's Day. So unless you want to have McDonald's, I don't really have a lot of other options. And we had already like we had just cleaned out our refrigerator." Mm-hmm. So it would have been like a frozen pizza, which wouldn't have been bad. But I thought I've already put in so much time. Do I want to give up sunken cost fallacy? Right. And so I had a fully charged phone. So I'm able to like keep you up to date with what's (laughs) going on. And then I get my first whiff of Gramps because Gramps is now walking around talking to everybody. And Gramps smells like maybe he had a dump in his pants. But he didn't take care of it fully. Like maybe he wiped it a little bit, but there's crust everywhere. Ooh, it smells bad. And then a, a, a female dasher sits next to me and I'm like, oh, my God, we've got to get over this natural deodorant trend. Like this is the worst thing that has like happened to humanity. <laughs> and it just reeks in there and it stinks. So finally, I stand up and I work my body in between this little bookcase and a a neighboring wall and i am now looking at how they put this faux rock up on the wall and i'm like they did a poor job on this but the only way you'd ever notice is if you got close enough (laughs) sure to you know stand and look at 705 they bring out two orders and now every time somebody comes in all the doordash people are just yelling at this guy and finally one of the doordashers follows the dude like back towards the kitchen they're getting aggressive on what they're doing none of the neither of the bags are mine they're for the woman who is there before me and then some other guy and i'm like damn it this sucks 715 my bag comes out but not before gramps alerts everyone that he parked in the handicap spot left his car running with the window down and his dog has gotten out of his car so he's been dashing with the dog and he goes, he goes, Rufus, some guy, help me get Rufus. He's escaped from my Ford Explorer. And what am I going to do now? And me, oh, by the way, every time someone came in, he goes, you dasher, you better be prepared to wait a while. It's Valentine's Day. He says that to every single person who comes in. You dasher, you better be prepared to wait a while. It's Valentine's Day. And they start going like, he goes, 20 minutes. 15 minutes, hour and five minutes. And he starts like, he's become the de facto like you, man of the gate. You, This is actually a great concept for a one act play. It, it would be. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Let's write this. Valentine's Day. So <laughs> they finally bring out my order and it's for me. 
and I look at it and it says JJ Gordon and I grab the bag and someone grabs my arm and goes, Hey bro, is that yours? And I'm like, yeah, this is my order. And he goes, let me see. Like I was maybe trying to steal and I ripped my arm away and I was like, no. And I just keep walking out and another guy stands in front of the door. And so now I'm like, oh my God, I am going to get into some kind of weird fist fight with this. And so (laughs) because I can't let things go sometimes. I sent an email to DoorDash and I said, listen, you had a wait, sh- what happened with the guy standing in the way of the door? Oh, once once I like approached him and he kind of like saw how big I was, okay. he was like, he's like, and I just held up the food and he turned to the side. Okay. Right? Like, I'm leaving now. Got it. So I sent Do- DoorDash this thing and I said, listen, you have a major issue on Valentine's Day, and it's not that. You don't have enough drivers. Clearly, there were plenty of drivers, but this restaurant was you allowed this restaurant to continually take orders to go on your app, even though you knew Mm -hmm. this was taking too long. And I said, secondly, you have created such a fucked up like call and response with these people Mm -hmm. that they were prepared to get violent with me. When their order for a delivery didn't come up, I said mob mentality took over, but it's because these people were so afraid of being penalized by you and by whoever was ordering the food. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I can't believe it. Like that (coughs) actually disgusted me. You guys need to figure out how you're doing your situation. Like be better. Also, I said, if you had, if, if you had been doing this, like in a live, like you had had someone looking, Mm -hmm. you could have had one person pick up five orders. Yeah. And deliver them. Yeah. Rather than having five individual delivery drivers. Anyway. Yeah. Their response to me was, here's a $5 off your next order of $100 or more. Yep. And I thought, I'm going to order $100 worth of food to get $5 off? I don't think so. Yeah. That, that's I've discovered that is certainly with DoorDash specifically. Yeah. The juice is not worth the squeeze. More, I, the past few DoorDash orders that I've had have been wrong. Flat out have been wrong. I text the driver. They say it's the restaurant's fault. I call the restaurant. They say it's the driver's fault. You contact DoorDash. There's zero help. You're now out the money that you spent. You have you don't have the food that you want and you have no way to to fix it. And they've just taken it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like if it, I know that DoorDash is the way that the company I have to order through, I actually won't do it. I've been having really good luck with Uber Eats, although I don't know if, if that's just because it is a different company or not, but I don't know. Interesting fact. So on Valentine's Day, Uber Eats drivers were on strike. Uber and Lyft oh, went on strike on okay. Valentine's Day, and so that included Uber Eats, which is why I think DoorDash is getting so many orders. Got it. Got it. Specifically. Yeah. Of all the delivery services, DoorDash is the worst, without a doubt. Their customer service is garbage. There was a, and I've done things where like a restaurant does their pickup orders, Mm -hmm. like their actual pickup orders through DoorDash. So I went to uh, a restaurant that was on 45th street that is themed around extraterrestrials. Wink, wink, nudge, Mm -hmm, nudge. mm -hmm. And I had ordered Martian munchies. (laughs) Jill got chicken fingers. And then they have the, one of the best ranches in Fargo and you can get a 16 ounce tub. Of ranch. And so I ordered a 16 ounce tub of ranch. And so I picked up my order 
And shame on me. I should have opened the bag and gone through everything. But the bag said J- they wrote JJ in a Sharpie on the side of it. So I figured that they did what they were supposed to do and like line it up. I get home. They forgot the Martian munchies. And so I am without a meal. So I call space aliens and I said, I told them, I'm like, could you just send me a gift card? Because I don't want to have to drive back right. out there. I already waited for 10 minutes in your lobby, which is the worst lobby to wait in in town. And the girl on the phone was like, well, I could put it in for you and you could come and pick it up. And I said, I was just there. I don't want to leave the house again. Can I get a gift card? No. Your option is come here. Just you don't get it. I said, fine, I'll be there in five minutes. And she goes, dick and hung up. And I was like, what? And clearly she didn't mean for me to hear that she has called called me a dick. So Jill saw like and I was on my cell phone. And so Jill heard it and she goes, "Uh oh, they're in trouble. (laughs) And so I said, listen, I will cool myself down. So I drove back there and I said, I'm JJ. I, I walk up to the host stand and she doesn't say hello. She doesn't say anything. I said, I have a pickup order for JJ. And this girl just walks away from the host stand and disappears. Doesn't say, I'll get your order. Sorry for, you know, like you having to come back. And so when she comes back, she's followed by a middle-aged gentleman and an older woman. And the middle-aged gentleman has my bag and he starts handing it to me and then pulls it back. And he goes, I just want to let you know that when you don't check an order before you leave, that's not what you're supposed to do. And I said, excuse me. And he goes, the customer called and they were very angry. And I said, yeah, I know I'm the customer. And he said, you didn't check the order. And I said, what? And he goes, when you are doing a home delivery, you need to check the order. And I said, I ordered pickup on your website, which uses the DoorDash app as the like, you know, ordering system. And then all of a sudden his face changes completely because now he knows not only did they mess up the pickup order, but the customer has now come back and now he has chastised the customer as if I'm a DoorDash delivery driver. Yep. And so I said, is this your manager? And she was the general manager and he was like the like acting manager. And I go, I got I have something I need to tell you guys. I said, you lost a customer today. You have spoken down to me so rudely. You're when I called to rectify this, they didn't offer They're like, but we didn't realize we didn't realize it was you picking up. And I'm like, that makes it even worse. Yeah. You think you can just treat a DoorDasher like that or right. just anything. Yeah. A- anybody. I said, I'm also a customer calling you, telling you that you messed up the order. I said, what part of this did I mess up? And the woman goes, you shouldn't even be ordering on DoorDash. Our menu prices are less. If you had called and I said, this summer, I tried three times to call you and it just rang and rang and rang. And the guy goes, we were having troubles with our phone because we have a new internet phone system. And I go, so what you're telling me here is the only way I could order from you is this. And I said, you guys messed this up big time. And then I did something that I regret now. By the time I'm like, I host a radio show. I'll be talking about this tomorrow on the radio. And I didn't because that would have been a real. You should have. I would have fucking just told this entire story as it was. But like they're like they only apologized once they realized how much they had messed up and continued to mess up. And then not that I would have accepted it, but they didn't offer me anything. Not like, hey, could we give you. 
a $10 like off your next order coupon or something like that because yes you did come here and then you drove and then you came back and so I was saying like by the time I get home Jill will have finished her meal already and so now I'm eating by myself mm-hmm. and I, I was so frustrated and I I think I'm we, frustrated for you right, right. now. Like I kind of want to drive over to that place and go like, Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, and we just, we've gotten to this way of where like it's post COVID and people started all of these things so that pe- restaurants could survive. Like yep. that's what gets me. My tax dollars through COVID went to help your restaurant survive. And now you don't even know what customer service is when it, right. and I, w- I bothered to come back. You called me a dick on the phone and they're like, I know who you spoke to and we'll, we'll take care of it. And I was like, you shouldn't have to take care of anything. They should know not to call a customer, a yeah. dick on the phone and yeah. then hang up. I said, and then when I came in and I pointed at the hostess and I'm like, I walk in and talk to her. No, hello. No, sorry. She just walked away. I didn't know what she was doing. She might have gone on a break. Mm-hmm. And then like, I mean, I made, and I did the thing where I took my fingertips and I kept <laughs> tapping on the counter, like to make my point. And it was a very, you know, we call them Karen moments, but I, we got to come up with a different term than like sure. acting like a Karen, because I feel like in that case, the Karen is the overreactor. And I feel like well, the Karen is someone who feels entitled to something, Bingo. but you actually were entitled to something and they were completely in the wrong. And the, the thing that bothers me these days is that so many of these delivery services, they, they can just take your money and there's just really no worthwhile recourse for you to right. get anything done, get anything back whatsoever. When I was having problems with Spacey's Pizza, which is what I'll call them for now, it was DoorDash delivery and the Spacey's uh, uh, employees were messing up. I never got an actually full satisfactory a rec- recompense and now I'm not going to shop there anymore. Bite it's not worth it. It's yep. it's way not worth it. Bite Squad used to mess up my order and I just cut Bite Squad out of my life. I have now cut DoorDash out of my yeah. life. And you know what? Let's stop being lazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I need to stop being lazy for and sure. And like for me like to go pick up an order from somewhere is fine or eat at home. Yeah. Right? Like I I have found that we have started eating at home way more. But like <laughs> on Friday, oh my God, this one just gets me. So on Friday, my wife, who had her credit card compromised recently and had to close out all of her accounts and then like reopen it, which is always a bummer. Sorry for doing that, by the way. I shouldn't have stole her credit card, but, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, also, is being charged. I, I needed like, paper towels. She she was being charged at Crumble Cookies in Utah, <laughs> in Germantown, in Germantown, Pennsylvania. And the only reason she found out is she goes like, "There's a charge for Crumble Cookies today." Isn't that weird? And I'm like, "Yeah." And so she searched it, and it had gone all the way back to August. Weird. And so, and it came up just as Crumble Inc. Right, but then yeah. you can see in where like it was being charged. And so, yeah, someone had stolen her credit card to only go to Crumble Cookies once a month for like $22. Sounds like it got stolen at Crumble Cookies. Well, here's the thing. She's never been. Uh, Never mm, been. mm. So whoever did it, they thought like, I'll just get away with this. And anyway, so on Friday, she said, listen, you're going to be at this improv show 
I'm going to order our, or I'm going to get Arby's. And I'm like, okay, great. I don't care for Arby's. So you do your gross food while I don't. <laughs> so I asked her, I was like, Hey, how was your meal? And she goes, it was okay. And I said, describe it to me. Cause I had like downtime and I'm like, like, let, let's just have this <laughs> weird interaction. Have a dirty talk over the phone. And what well, are you wearing? Not, not even, it wasn't meant to be erotic in any way. Describe but, it to me. But what like, was it like, but like the idea was just like, 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 give me a play-by-play of what you ordered. And so, uh, this specifically, it was this Friday, eight eighteen p.m. Miss me so much. How is Arby's? Good. Uh, we both got Farbies now, which means that she's got the farts oh. from Arby's. And I said, describe each part of the meal. Dot dot dot. And then she goes, started with the delivery guy freaking out at Google Maps. It's sheet. And I go, wait, wait, wait. Delivery Arby's? <laughs> and she went, oh, shit. I wasn't going to tell you I had it delivered. <laughs> to which I responded, the world will end with a whimper, not a bang. Yeah. And I was like, you had Arby's delivered? How lazy do you have Dude. to be to get Arby's I was delivered? so lazy yesterday morning that I, like, like, or, uh, like I just ordered coffee instead of making it and like as i just sat there with mcdonald's coffee in the morning i i was so fucking lazy so tired i was like i'm not even gonna make my own coffee i'm just gonna like order it and so i gave the person a really nice tip for 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 bringing me just a coffee from mcdonald's uh but that was you know so yeah that turns out to be like ten dollars you know after it and that's just because i didn't have the fucking energy to like get up and do it myself yeah i I have realized like if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And so I will no longer be doing food delivery except for places that already have a places that have their own established delivery system because then I can hold them accountable. So pizza joints I'm coming for you. A lot of Asian places, you got it. So the only place I've really been getting full meals through through Uber Eats recently has been China Buffet in Moorhead. Yeah. For some reason I am hooked on their honey chicken. Mm. But they have yet to disappoint me with a single delivery. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I found that the paper bag that they send it to you in, when you feed it into a paper shredder with the opening down, it'll like pause at the very bottom and then basically create like a little paper tray from the bottom of the the paper for you. (laughs) Hold on. You are (laughs) shredding the paper bags that you get your Chinese delivery food in? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, I got... I got to take a step back real quick. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. So why? So I wanted to ask you, are, what are there any uses beyond like kindling for paper mulch? Yeah. Like what could I, what could paper mulch just shredded paper be used for? Okay. Are we talking about copy paper? Are we talking, talking like, about because any, any paper that comes through the mail, like junk mail? Okay, so that is a horse of a different color okay. because most of the time those things have like the printed dyes on yeah, them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like my understanding is that if you use like a laser jet printer and you're printing on copy paper, that you can like put in your garden. You can put it in to like help, you know, like break up pieces of, like okay. you know the hard clay soil we sure. have. If you work those paper shreddings in, it actually leaves little spaces so that things can grow and their roots can get deeper. Okay. But the second that you get something that's delivered that's been through like a, a print process, yeah. the dyes and stuff are no they're not good for the ground. They're not good for the plants that you're growing. Got it. Um so like 
I don't shred anything. I keep a big bag and then I give it to my father-in-law because he has a wood-burning stove in his um in his garage you like where he stands junk like mail. Yeah. yeah. And so then he burns it and then he knows that if it's something that it can't be burned. So like most of the time when you get like those really thin like there's not even a catalog but like it's coupons for like Burger King and yeah. Domino's and stuff like that. Yeah. Those things are even bad to burn. Like the ink is bad for the environment uh-huh. on that point. So there's not a lot of uses for them other than the fact of like I've actually been collecting all of my junk mail since the beginning of the year because I want to do this art piece mm. where I I layer every piece from like January through December on top of each other and then I want to carve a tree like I'll glue them all together and then I want to carve a tree out of like mm-hmm. what that is to kind of I feel like that'd be an interesting art piece to talk about like this is where all of this crap came from. So you and I are approaching the same problem with different ways. Yeah. Because I had made the observation to myself at one point, you know, damn, a lot of just wasted paper comes through my house. Bingo. Right. It's just sent to me and it goes into the garbage. And, uh, and I, and I'm specifically talking about that. That doesn't even have like food stains on it or anything from like a McDonald's wrap or whatever like that. There's just so much paper waste. <clears throat> And one thing I thought was, was uh, at, at a minimum as for like little kindling blocks or something, using a paper shredder and just shredding anything that comes through and instead of throwing it in the, in the dump, mm-hmm. basically just using it in, in a bonfire in my backyard. Uh, I didn't really think about that there would be a massive uh, environmental impact, but I also maybe have one fire in my backyard like every month. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you do like to burn things. You burned a magazine I was on. Yeah, but that was just to show you. Just to show me how little I meant to you? <laughs> no, just to show you where we are. Throw you into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, I, so I've so i been, anytime junk mail comes through, I, I make a pile of it. And then once I've got a large enough pile, I just do paper shredding. Bought a paper shredder for five bucks at a thrift shop. And it's actually kind of fun just to and just make this big pillow of... Uh, of, although it's got little pieces of plastic in it too, because you get like an envelope with the mailing window, like the yep. address window, those things are going to go in there. So I'm more or less just going, let's, let's not send this to the dump. Mm-hmm. Let's just get rid of it a different way. But I, I was always, so, so this raw resource quote unquote is coming through my house, right? Uh, what else could I do with it? I, I don't garden anyways. So whether or not it was okay for that for mulch or not, that's that's fine. I mean, could you give it to someone who's got like a bunny rabbit or something? I mean, like, well, could that's it be turned into like, that's the other problem bedding? though is that also has an ink issue. Mm-hmm. So if you have rabbits, gerbils, guinea pigs, anything that you might put bedding in for them, you don't want to use anything with ink on it because they'll it, eat it. it oh, oh. They eat all of it, right? Yeah. So you you would want uh, you would just want to buy like wood chips that have been treated for this exact purpose, basically. So no, I mean, there's really not much else to do except maybe just just hoard it all in garbage bags and then go, hey, look, this is how much junk mail came into my house this year. Like, but I don't know. I I I, I don't know if there's any like. Uh, I remember one time in elementary school. This probably would not work, but I remember us make. I'm using quotes again. Making paper. In class, yeah, where you shred up old paper, shred up and old then paper, mulch and it. mulch it, and then mix it together and make new paper. So I, maybe I make like shitty new paper out of all of it, yeah. if it's even possible. I don't know. They have little pieces of plastic in it or something. I've I have no idea. My fourth grade teacher made paper, 
and that was like a like she had a side hustle, like a business where okay. she made paper like that. And like, I mean, do you remember how that paper turned out? Like, it's not great paper. No, like, it, it's not the type of thing like you'd want to put your yeah, like you know, like chunks of it just fall off. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't remember it being good. I just remember that was done once. But at the same time, it's like making cheese with cheese. Right. You know, like, well, you already had cheese. Like, why are you I'm making, making alternate cheese? Uh, why are you making other cheese? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't 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 do quite the same thing. I don't know. Listeners, I would love to know, is there anything I can do with this raw resource of mulched paper that's just coming into my house? The other one I wanted. What to- if they tell you, like, well, yeah, you can do it, but you can't shred it. Oh, well, then I got to figure out something else to do. The shredding will have to go. I'll have to. You would get, get rid of the shredding process, but it brings you so much joy. It does. It brings me some joy, but not enough that it couldn't be. Replaced. Have you ever shred something that you're like, I don't need to shred this, but I'm going to shred it. Oh, anyway. 100%. Just, I mean, you, you're telling me that you took care of your Chinese Dude, delivery bag. I mean, if it shreds and it, you know, if it's not, if it doesn't have food stains on it, so I wouldn't want it getting mixed in and just rotting or whatever. Yeah. And, and if the shredder can take it, sure. So I've even done thin pieces of cardboard. Uh, just because it can do it. You know, the paper shredder has been the friend of the office comedian for a long time because I could count on my hand probably 10 instances right off the bat of where someone has gotten their tie stuck in a shredder mm-hmm. and it's become like an office joke in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's great. Or like in Gremlins 2, the new batch, they destroy a gremlin by feeding it through a paper shredder. It's pretty awesome. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us continue to produce new episodes each week, visit JJMeetsWorld.com, where you can donate to our Patreon, pick up some swag at the merch shop, or follow our link to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the sites the cool kids are using these days. JJ Meets World is produced every week by Tucker Lucas. You can find out more about Tucker's work by visiting moonbasemaria.com. If you want to get in touch with your host with the most, check out linebenders.com where you can find direct contact info for JJ or booking information. I've got a friend down at the police station who's going to test this hair, and he'll tell me definitively whether or not you broke into my house and put this hair on my bed, Gary. 